my favorite podcasts that I think has a similar energy to us uh-huh. in terms of just like two friends who have like just the thinnest, like <laughs> the thinnest premise uh-huh. for a podcast. Uh, Joe like, Rogan experience. Yeah, Joe Rogan experience. But really, just so you can talk about what I really want. Um, which is anime sickos. Um, they oh. often regularly have podcasts that are like an hour and a half plus. <laughs> and I think that we need to like not be afraid. Yeah, but mm. you don't edit it. You know what? That is true. <laughs> which is why, in a way, aren't I the most objective? Because <laughs> mm. you're the one that doesn't really have the experience of what it takes to do it. I have it. edited it before and it was an experience and yeah. it took time. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of What? Because this is the final episode of season two that's only like, I don't know, like six to eight weeks late yeah that's fine but looks look a lot of stuff happened <laughs> a lot of it legally we can't speak on that's but true. we're just glad to have connor back and in one piece <laughs> and mostly emotionally um you know complete mostly mostly yeah. yeah after dropping off the grid for a while it was pretty crazy we did unspeakable things oh we also got engaged but then yeah. there were other unspeakable and things then we and then about. we went full yellow jackets after yeah, that yeah yeah Look, we did what we had to do to survive, and I will never apologize for that. And also, I wouldn't have anyway. <laughs> so, so either way, um, sorry for dropping off the face of the earth, but also so glad that you're back. So glad that we're back. We're doing it again. We've got some sort. I mean, no, I was about to say that I have sort of like some kind of wrangle on my life, but I don't think I do. Oh, we're just recording the podcast again. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> she's got a wrangle don't- on her life. Exactly. Where so yeah, tonight we've got me, Chelsea, Connor, and Miles, and we're, we're finishing, we're finding out who done did it, who's the winner. Right. We figured for this uh, season finale, if you will, we're going to go <laughs> in all the way with two judges. Two judges. We were, full disclosure, we had a panel of three judges, which felt maybe, no offense, boys, a little bit more special. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, then one of them, but then one of them was like, uh, I have to help a friend move, and we were like, how dare you have a friend that's not hurting this room? Yeah, <laughs> it was kind so of disrespectful. Um, but we do, we have, I think, kind of decided, you know, like this is going to be the episode that decides. I think this maybe should be like, I wanted to post my new Ellie. Oh my God. Double points. Double points. Like let the boys give their points, but then double them. <laughs> for both of us. Well, yeah, no, just for me. <laughs> for me, and so my points are double. Yeah, so Jackbox so party pack style. Yeah. yeah. So the, I'm just thinking for this episode, well, I, I'm double. I'm You're I'm regular double. same singular. Well, if you think about it, I am the oldest. <laughs> okay. So. Well, okay. But, 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 but we're very, 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 very close. That's hot. Continue. Can, what's also the, what's at stake here for this final for this final round. Wouldn't you love to know? <laughs> Eleanor, you want to tell them about our fabulous prize? Yes. Um, what is at stake is that the person who wins gets to design a tattoo that the other, that the person who loses has to have. Oh boy. And I have been scoring, like I've been like scrolling through Pinterest boards called like, God bless this USA. No, no. Free, home of the brave Look. dash tattoo. No. <laughs> Oh boy. Look, no. Rock flag and eagle. I would never do you dirty like that. I know, I'm fucking with you. In third place. <laughs> in third place is is Connor with 101, actually recently made 111 yeah. points. Oh, wow. Yeah, you Congratulations, Chelsea man. gave you 10. Why did you give him 10 points? <laughs> I gave him 10 points it, because he said that my British accent was better than Ellie's, oh, which I think yeah. is true. It was true, yeah. Yeah. Well, specifically in the context of doing an impression of Gordon Ramsay, okay. I will say. It was a good Gordon. <laughs> that is a fairly specific context, so I just yeah. thank you for yeah. giving that. 
Um, and then, and then in second place, Chelsea with one thousand and forty-three, and then I have one thousand and fifty-one. So it's like holy Whoa. shit! Very close. Did you do that? Very math? close. It's eight points. Eight points more than maybe the eight point. If you would ever like to have sex again in your entire life <laughs> with anyone. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't think this threat is exclusive mm. to our sexual relationship. Do we? Should we? Do we? Could you? Would it make sense could, for when it comes should. time to give points, we silently write them down without consulting one another? Because otherwise, we can accidentally like we can cheat the system if one person goes first. You mean but for if we, sex? If we write it, if we write it down, then we have to say beholden to what it was that that we had said without hearing the other's answer first. Miles is like, if you ever again on a podcast imply that I have sex, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. You should see the face. I'm like a me. Ken doll down there. All right, that's what the world needs to know. Well, uh, no, I think it's a good idea because then whoever edits this, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, then also, couldn't we just give? Couldn't one person just give an enormous amount of points such that well, the don't. other? Okay. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is we don't give people a scale. And mm. one day we don't give people a scale, so you don't know. Also, you don't know what's an enormous amount to Miles. One like this is a real game. It's a real prisoner's points. dilemma because mm. what if you both think like, what if you get into your head and you're like, well, Miles might give sixty, so I should give seventy. But what if he gives eighty, so I should give ninety? But what, what if the bar starts at a thousand? What if it starts at a thousand? So don't talk about it anymore. What if we just write zero? But I think it's a great <laughs> idea, and then we can put in like spooky, like um, who wants to be a millionaire music for a while <laughs> writing down. <laughs> Chelsea, in all the time that we've missed. <clears throat> Give me either a, like a fact bang if you have it, or just like a Chelsea update. Give me a good oh story. Oh my god! Do I have an update for you? Oh fuck yeah! Okay, <laughs> so prepped. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, well, it's important, and it will become important later. Did you know that the world's oldest magic shop is in Macaw, the casino planet? My understanding of Macaw is like it's a casino planet in Star Wars, but it's like outside <laughs> of China. The like casino, like the kind of. Venice-like countries, and like in like a bunch of water and shit. Yeah, but it, nice. it's all casinos, nice. and it's very beautiful. And the world's oldest magic shop is there. Do you know how I know that? You've been there in a dream. Well, yes, um, <laughs> but also, well, okay. This is actually. I'm glad that you brought that up. I have a question for y'all. <laughs> okay, this is a little bit of a side thing, but we'll come back eventually. You know how people have like recurring dreams, yeah, like, through their life. Yep. I have recurring destinations where I don't have the same dream but ever since I was a child there's like three or four places that are not real places because they're like fantastical landscapes yeah but I return to them to my in my dreams like again and again and they're beautiful like they're not scary they are like like one of them is like a beautiful like oceanside place that's very very full of people oh and there are like um just like as far as the eye can see like um multi-level like patios that have like slides and windows and like all these features so it's like kind of futuristic but it's also like right on the ocean and it's like this like huge like sort of like party space are you sure it's not just like a core memory no because like first of all like if this existed like the only place that something like this could exist would be like dubai or something and i have like looked and looked for it (laughs) and i've really never been there and it's like, it's like, because it's a weird combination of, like, futuristic styles. Like, it's like my brain mashing stuff together. I feel like you're pitching me a novel right now, and I love it. No, but it's stuff like that. <laughs> or, like, um, there's another one that's, like, um, it's, like, an indoor space, but it's, like, a building. And I've never been there before. But it's, like, the most beautiful building that's, like, a combination of, like, ruins. And then everything is, like, it's, like, somebody took ruins and, like, re-encased them in glass. 
Uh-huh. Um, and I've just had like, I don't know, like half a dozen dreams over like my adult life that are just like in there, but they're all different dreams. That's very cool. Um, what the and then fuck? That's I, bullshit. My dreams are like <laughs> aliens are coming to make you teach soccer to children. <laughs> you don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. I'm not going to be able to teach those kids. What I'm saying is like, okay, well, if it makes you feel better, um, anytime I'm not having one of those dreams, I'm having a nightmare. Like, full stop. <laughs> oh, God. And which like, I didn't, I also learned recently through like trying to research a lot of this stuff that uh, adults don't really have nightmares. Like, or like at the level that like I have nightmares. Like, mm-hmm. um, you got the adults night terrors. Have, yeah, adults have anxiety dreams. <laughs> oh, and like maybe brilliant. every once in a while, like a nightmare. But to like have regular nightmares is like a child thing <laughs> that your brain is supposed to stop I was going to say, that was kind of childish of you to have. Well, <laughs> it's actually, it's, you're the person that made me realize that because now we share a bed. Spoiler, <laughs> don't tell mom. And uh, I'll like wake up from time to time like, ah! like, you know, no big deal. And uh, I'll be like, well, you know, Connor, like when you have a nightmare, he's like, No. Yeah. I'm a grown up. <laughs> no, I'm an adult person. I don't have nightmares. Yeah. Uh, Miles and I had a conversation last night. I mean, so much. I mean, a lot happened in the time that we've been away. Miles and I got engaged, mm-hmm. and we were in England for a month, and there was Christmas, and then there was like a lot has happened. But the thing that I want to talk about is the conversation <laughs> that Miles and I had. But none of that's interesting. <laughs> Miles and I had yesterday where we talked about one of our least favorite writing tropes. Go on. Oh, yeah. Go on. And it's this one. Remember that time? Back in junior year, where we went to the cookout and we both got the same kind of hot dog and yours fell out and mine didn't. And we laughed and oh, how we laughed. Oh, Sally Mae shot milk out her nose. I'll never forget her polka dot dress. <laughs> nice, it's bro. the back and forth of it that's fucking insane. Yes, yes. There are times where like, we're being like absolute self-indulgent. I thought about this too. I think you guys are absolutely right. Like there are times where, like, where we're being like self-indulgent like assholes and we're on the couch and it's just like, Oh my god, do you remember like when we were in Port A for yes. like Mouse's birthday? That was so funny. But that's it. Right. Yeah, we it's just know like... what it was. And Connor's not just like, we were all sitting out by the beach. <laughs> and I'm like, and then Miles got so embarrassed because everybody said nice things about him. And he's like, Ellie's was the nicest. And it's like, why would we do that? <laughs> no one talks that way. And it's I watched so I recently watched a, a very enjoyable to like be alone and watch a dumb movie movie called Synchronic. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is about people yeah, who about? they take like a uh a, a kind of they, they, a drug that they think is going to be like acid or whatever but it actually like moves them to a different space they time travel no! <laughs> they time travel man but only for seven minutes so sometimes they come back dead with like weird stuff sometimes <laughs> they got stuff with them like coins and shit and then the paramedics are like what this is weird but like the story was kind of more about the relationship between these paramedics who have been partners forever mm-hmm. and there were like at least five of those remember that time when Bronco was little and we would go to the place and the blah 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 blah, blah. oh we would skim those stones <laughs> and you had that Dr. Pepper man those were the good times <laughs> all of you after a while I was like this ha- this has to stop I can't do this I can't do this anymore Smiler what's your topic title oh my gosh I'm pretty excited the title of my topic is a lord of nothing. Is but, it like a uh, like a ruler whose policies like drove the like the set like the location village whatever just like totally die and like he was technically ruler but like everyone got totally ooh. screwed. Is it about like a pretender king or like one of the guys in like the War of the Roses where it's like they were like they kept saying they were king but they weren't. But king is like a construct. Like I'm king to me on the inside. I mean I'm king yeah, right now. Kind of. Yeah, yeah kind of. Pussy. Ooh, okay. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's about Lord Timothy Dexter. 
Yes! Oh, shit! <laughs> 300 points for Connor! <laughs> I think that was my blue shell. Oh, you'll well, find you'll out. Well, you'll find out. It's a good time. <laughs> oh my gosh, Damn, Connor. Connor. Hold on, let me just write down. Oh no! <laughs> Ellie, I have to warn you, We Connor is really gross. We are in trouble if he is designing tattoos for the two of us. <laughs> he like, will literally show me pictures and it's like, he's like, isn't this funny? And it's like, a dog pooping. And I'm like, are you four? <laughs> He's like, no, it's great. That's funny. He's like, well, do I have nightmares? No. (laughs) Are you fool? Yeah, I'm scared of movies like a normal person. (laughs) All right, well, so it's about Lord Timothy Dexter. It is. Well, Chelsea, what is your topic about? Okay, so I kept saying, I have to tell this first just because I kept saying that it was going to come up later in my topic and then I never got to it. Right. But it's that I introduced Connor to the beautiful world of the um, NYSM cinematic universe. But now you see me uh-huh. cinematic universe. <laughs> okay. And I'm proud to say that we're now both Now You See Me acts. What are you talking about? You haven't watched any of the Now You See Me movies? Wait, 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 wait. Is this the series where it's like, they're going to do a heist. They're going to make it look like magic. And then the twist is like, they actually just do magic. Kind of. Okay. And yes, uh, this is, this is, this is my way of explaining the, because there's only two movies so far, but the third one's coming out. Uh, <laughs> the first movie is What If Magicians Were Banksy? And then the second movie, <laughs> what? This, like, that's like the funniest thing about the movies is like they suppose a world. Like, they uh, don't exist in our universe, like, not just oh. because magic is real, but also because they exist in a world where like magicians are rock stars who are the coolest fucking this people is, you yeah. can imagine. Oh, I so see. people so, like, oh, that, like what anime magician. does. There's yeah. a new magician on the block. Yeah, it's just like, oh, damn, Jesse Eisenberg. But now he's straightened his hair, so he's the hottest magician ever that everybody wants to fuck. Oh. And it's like, what? Mark Zuckerberg? Are you serious? Horrifying. Um, <laughs> they Horrible. want the Zuck. They gotta get that Zuck. Fuck if you Zuck, if you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so if the first Now You See Me is What If Magicians Were Banksy, the second Now You See Me, Now You See Me too, if you will, is What If Banksy Was The Fast and Furious? Because they just go all <gasps> in on heists. Yeah, okay. They just go all in on heists. Um, it's amazing. There's so much lore. Only about 10% of the lore makes sense. Great. There's good. a billion characters. That guy that plays the Hulk is in it. Mark Ruffalo. Who everybody loves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was the Hulk. Um, it's <laughs> so... No, they're so good. They're so stupid. They're so great. We're absolute Now You See Me acts, which is the inspiration for the title. Not the topic, but the title <laughs> oh my of God. my topic, which is Now You See Me. Okay. Now I see you. Is it about Swamp Now witches? You See me but you well like, now you see me mm-hmm. Ch- have to do with social media at all chelsea no now you see chelsea now you see me uh-huh what does it mean the harfush dynasty <gasps> is it about mirrors you know harfush in arabic means like chieftain yeah, I knew, I, of course i knew that that's why i asked no. <laughs> mm, yes does that have to do with mirrors in a way. Cameras. Is it a science eyes thing? Is it an eyes thing? In a way. In a way. So anything to do with how we see everything upside down and our brain is just correcting it? Oh God, is that true? Yes. yes. I never say that again. The way our <laughs> eye lenses work. My is new goal is to get drunk enough tonight to forget that. <laughs> and never hear it again for the rest of my life. Everything's actually upside down to us. But Stop I, it. Brain flips it. Say less. Okay. 
Now you see me. Uh, I got nothing. As opposed to. Now you see you. Uh, now you don't. Uh, She's nodding sage like. Is it about face blindness? No. Uh, mm. I'm just ready to get into it. Yeah. Oh, well, who? Well, who? Fight, fight to, to figure out who you want to hear from first. Yeah, boys discuss who you want to go first or you want to go second. Mm. Uh, no, I don't care. Uh, hey, I don't know wow, what your thing wow. is. Connor knows what your thing is. None of it, uh, sorry, Connor knows what Ellie's thing is. None of us know what your thing is. I want to know what your thing is. Okay. Why are you saying it that way? Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to start with a question. All right. What is something that you got to adulthood without really being sure if it was real or if it was like mythological? Like, what is something that was just like you kind of heard about, you know, like, I don't know, like a giant squid. And then like at some point mm-hmm. as an adult, you were like, wait, is that, is that real? Like I've already, I, I'll, we'll get to mine obviously, but like. I've already admitted on this podcast, like King Arthur was mine, where I was like, wait, is that a, like, obviously like the magic parts of it are like mythology, but like, was there a real I King guess, Arthur? So, so what I, are yours, each of you? I never grew up with, like, Santa was not really a, a like, bloke who I thought would kind of actually like came into my house, but I did think that there was like, Lapland was a place where toys were made. Uh, and wait, so what was? Lapland was like a country. Lapland? Yeah, because in, in England, oh my gosh, in England, Santa lives in Lapland. That's where he, he doesn't live in the North Pole. No, he lives in Lapland. This is fucked my Lapland. whole day up. What? <laughs> yeah, because okay. because children sit on his lap. No, that's how he gets you. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. If you sit in his Lapland today, <laughs> if you, I was really proud of myself. Lapland, so Lapland. It's a place in Finland, but it's also just like. And I guess I guess you think like you guys say he lives in the North Pole, and a lot of in Britain it's like he lives in Lapland. Oh, because Finland's so cold. Yeah, same kind of place. Gotcha. <laughs> so you thought like they like they just made toys in Lapland? Yeah. So I thought that Lapland was a place where like was that was heavily involved in Christmas, but I didn't I think that like it was Santa. They were, they were like the center of the industry. Yeah, exactly. And then the it's like, and it was, felt like one of those, Christmas. one of the they things that I realized was not true, like a little too late that I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Miles? Well, like, was there anything that you got to like adulthood or even like late teenagehood where you were like, oh wait, I guess I should look up if this is real or not before I embarrass myself. I have been struggling to think of one because like that seems like the most Miles Luna thing. I can't think of one right now though. Mermaids. Seahorses oh, being pregnant, Atlantis, like nothing. You like all these things. Yeah, I think I like them a lot. And so I knew which ones were real and which ones were not real. Right. I'm, that, I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not like right. sitting here trying to think. Because surely there's one. Connor. Uh fruitcake. Fruitcake? Uh yeah, no, I had never seen one in real life, uh, but I'd seen them in movies all the time. So I was like, is this a real thing? I don't know. And at don't a certain point I didn't have that. Th- thought of just like this is an idea that i understand and like i understand like what it means culturally Mm -hmm. uh but as far as i know it has no relevance to the physical reality that i am inhabiting i get that because i i remember fruitcakes being in songs and i have i had never seen a real fruitcake Mm -hmm. i think until 
Maybe like late high school. Yeah, I never heard like a real person talk about one. I never seen one in a store. I never like. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, let me tell you guys about one of mine that uh, was not King Arthur, but you know was I was this- also. I also had to go on a journey to find out. Stop trying to look at my computer. I know. <laughs> uh, this is like the depth of, of you know, I had to go on a journey to find out, like, what is the depth of truth to this? Yeah. Um, I'm going to start by telling you a story because I'm really dragging it out because it's the finale. <laughs> and this is the story of a man named Neil Douglas. And Neil Douglas had to fly to Ireland for a family wedding. But as many of us do, he was running late. Uh, he got to the gate right on time, just like before they closed the doors. So he's the last person on the plane. He's like that guy that's feeling awkward going like yeah. sideways. Sorry, the aisle. sorry, excuse me. And he gets to his, uh, he gets to his assigned seat, and there's someone sitting in his seat, and they're like bent over a book. So he has to do the awkward thing of tapping them on the shoulder. You're and my being seat, like, mate. Excuse me, sir. You're in my seat. And the man looks up with Neil Douglas's face. No, horrifying. Yeah. What? And this is how Neil Douglas came face to face with his doppelganger. No one on the plane could believe that they didn't know each other. They were perfect strangers because they were identical. So almost everybody on the plane before they deboarded came up to try to take a photo of them together. You talking about doppelgangers? Wait, so is this I, like recently? This, is, this was like in like like 2008. Phone camera times. Phone camera time. They all went Whoa. and took a, yeah, took a photo. Um, he said it completely freaked him out. Later, when they were in Ireland, their paths crossed again. They met like at a bar, and what? they tried to like sit down and have a conversation. They, uh, I mean, they, so they to... looked the same, and they had the same name. No, they. He just happened to be in the same seat. Oh, he just okay. happened to be in the same seat, which is like where the, the fun reveal comes. I but this is a perfect stranger. Okay. At the bar over drinks, they tried to trace back like each of their family histories, trying to figure out if there was some way. That they were like secretly related, like but they had nothing in common, no common ancestry, just identical faces. Then when he woke up the next day in Ireland, he had a phone call from an Argentinian radio station because the photo of these two identical strangers had gone viral. Oh, oh. people were like, holy shit. So this is just one like very modern example of like a real life doppelganger. But obviously the like, the idea of a doppelganger goes back to kind of ancient times, which is why I was never really sure. Like, is this a real thing? That uh, happens? Okay. Like, I don't, there are sometimes there are people that I think like look a lot alike, mm-hmm. um, you know, like celebrities, uh, maybe like Minka Kelly and um, Leighton Meester, I think look so much alike that they made a vehicle just to exploit the fact that people kept talking about how they were alike called um, the roommate. Just like the idea of like, a woman deciding to be your roommate and she looks just like you. Um, but like, I will say, and I mean, this this is gonna sound extremely vain because it is and I am, but <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever like, I like when people are like, oh, like this is the celebrity I look like. Like nobody's ever really told me that I look like a celebrity. When they have, it's always been a different celebrity. Like there's never been a consensus. And I've also never felt like I look like any of the celebrities that people have said. Well, you remember Miles has a like, has a Spanish doppelganger, right? Yeah, he's Spanish. Mi- oh, I didn't oh know Spanish he's a Miles. he's a he's a Mexican pop singer. Do you remember yeah, his name? No, not at all. Search my Twitter <laughs> handle and then search like doppelganger. Uh, do- maybe doppelganger. No, my little brother was on vacation in like Cancun or something, and he sent me a picture. He was like, "Uh, yo, 
um, you're on my TV. And it was a picture of this guy that just looked like a more handsome, more Mexican me. And uh, you know what? There you go. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Straight in. What's his name? <laughs> wow. Yeah, there it is. There he is. I don't know what his name is. Uh, I don't think it's in this. I think he liked the tweet, though. Um, this is really great oh, audio shit. content. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I oh, mean, God. To, to, the li- to the listener at home, I want you to imagine me, if you know my face, now make it more Spanish and more handsome and a little more feminine, but in like a sexy Isn't way. Isn't it weird? Yeah, like, and- it's, like, it's your face with like an Instagram beauty filter on. <laughs> Which I only say to me, like, obviously yes. that photo is, like, beauty filtered. Yes, yes, yes. I know. Uh, the, the guy did come back and say at one point. I think who, got quote tweeted. Who he is. That's so funny. I guess there's only so many faces in the world. <laughs> yeah, so you know. So you're, you're touching on something, right? Because, like. Isn't it so freaky? There are, that is really weird. <laughs> there are enough instances. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's really not, like, 100%. But, like, it is. Like it's it's a little eerie. It's enough that I understand why your own brother was on vacation and was just like, wait Whoa. a minute. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna post it to the Discord. Is that um, right? Yeah, of course. So this is very funny to me, uh, just because I feel like this happens all the time with German. Uh, but if you were wondering about the origin of the term doppelganger, it's it's a loan word from the German doppelganger. <laughs> okay. You know, uh, doppel, as you can imagine, means double. And mm-hmm. ganger means a uh, walker. Oh, so the double walker. It's your double walker. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, and so, like, this is a thing that, like, like that's the loan word, I guess, that English glomped onto, which makes sense because uh, English is a Germanic language. But there are several terms throughout different cultures throughout history to refer to this phenomenon, um, there's uh, the term fetch means uh, a doppelganger. It's a little bit different, and we're going to get into this in a second. Um, for the longest time, the idea of a doppelganger wasn't just like a living double, but it was the idea that like if you saw an apparition of yourself, that was a sign, that was like a, an evil like omen. So a fetch is an apparition of yourself that you see. And if you see, if you go into like your bathroom and you see yourself in the bathroom. Yeah. That's a, that's bad. That's bad. That's Uh, a bad thing. And that's what a fetch is. Um, In ancient Egyptian mythology, they also had a term for a spirit double. Uh, And this was again, like a much, this is like a um, metaphysical supernatural presence because a a spirit double in ancient Egyptian mythology has the same memories as you. So it's it's like a spirit that can like steal your life and your soul. Horrifying. Yes. Uh, Doppelgangers appear in like ancient Greek literature and theater. There's a play called the Greek princess. That's like an, kind of like an alternate view and, and inglorious bastards, if you will. Another thing that I wasn't hundred percent sure was real. Turns out is. Oh, yes, I yes. think that, yeah, yes. I think that okay. was one. There you go. There's yeah, one for me. You're like, did I really get a fucking horse? <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, the idea is that like in this, in this play, which now that I've heard this, I'm like, this is a fucking great idea. Is this public domain? 
Uh, TM, 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 if it is. Yeah. But there's this play, The Greek Princess, an ancient play, uh, where a um, a Ka, which is the Egyptian spirit devil. Right. I did play Death Stranding. I know about the yeah, Ka. Yeah. <laughs> you know about a Ka? A Ka of Helen of Troy misleads Paris to end the Trojan War. So rather oh. than like Helen kind of going along with Paris and being like, yeah, no, fuck my old ugly husband. I want to be with you. Like now, in order to end the war before too much blood is shed, a, a doppelganger comes in and uh. speaks to Paris as if it is Helen mm. and ends it, the war, which is a great fucking idea. I believe there is a bunch of stories where the gods are like, I shall assume his form. Well, do I have news for you, Eleanor? Because there are also two other famous doppelganger stories, uh, one of which involves Queen Elizabeth the first. It seemed like the second. Because no, she's still alive, allegedly. Um, <laughs> Whoa. She's assuming a new form right now. Sure. Her yeah, she's about molting. to bust out. She's currently molting and cannot be seen in public. Um, but no, I, I was researching this. And again, like, it was really interesting to read because I, I think, like, you can kind of trace backwards, right? Like, I remember hearing things about doppelgangers and always hearing, like, oh, if you meet your doppelganger, you'll die or, you know, something like that. And where that comes from was this idea before of a doppelganger not being a like a double that you just happen to meet, like Neil Douglas did on the plane, but an apparition of yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the story goes that Elizabeth, as she was nearing the end of her age, the end of her life, because as we know, she was like a billion years old in 50. She was like like 80 or something. (laughs) She's like 80. And they're like, oh, my God. I've never seen a woman so old. So when she was nearing the end of her life, she uh, she entered her chambers and saw herself lying in state in oh, her bed, spooky. and it scared the shit out of her. Yeah, rightfully so. Yeah, she had a fainting spell, and she died like two days later. Oh my god! So people thought it was like the vision of her double, of her doppelganger that killed her. Another, even more um, intense version happened to Catherine the Great several hundred years later. She wa- uh, she was getting ready for bed. With her servants, when another group of servants, because she's an empress, uh, she's got a lot of servants running around. And you got to group them up. They run into the chambers and they are like pale white. And, you know, everyone's like, what's going on? What's wrong? And they're like, what? We just saw you in the throne room, like sitting on the throne. And it's the middle of the night. So we thought something was wrong. But now you're here in like your night clothes. So she runs. This is like all like, you know, allegedly true. She runs down to the throne room with her guards and her servants, and she is face to face with a vision of herself in resplendent robes sitting on the throne. She's so freaked out. Her, obviously, like her first thought is that this is like a usurper. This is somebody dressed up as her. Um, so she orders her guards to fire on the person sitting on the throne, but their bullets just go like straight through. And that's when they realize it's an apparition and she died the next day. So, wow. But they all saw it? Oh, allegedly. Again, like, you know, because it's, because it's like 1700s, this is like people's writings, like yeah, contemporaneous yeah. writings. Mm. So, I mean, you know, we don't have video or anything to it. To, to Show me the CCTV. Show me the evidence. <laughs> um, but yeah, nowadays, a doppelganger mostly means somebody that looks almost identical to you or identical to you. Yeah. And that actually is... Very real and very, and not outside it, the realm. Isn't it like not that uncommon? It's not that uncommon. In fact, there is a um, an artist named Francois Brunel, a French photographer. 
And he has a project called I'm Not a Lookalike, which is funny because it's a lookalike project sure. where he photographs identical strangers. That's and so cool. And you can cool. look through the, I'll, you know, we'll share a link. You can look through the the um, gallery. They are striking. Wait, can, uh, we, can we talk about this one for a second? Sure. Uh, this one is of two men. Uh, and it's insanely fucked up to me because uh, <laughs> these guys look almost exactly the same, except one of them's hairline is all fucked up. <laughs> so it's the other guy. That's so intensely, and I don't mean this in like an insulting way, but it's so intensely male. Yeah. Because I did not notice it until you said it. But like, I love that like you saw this photo for like a second on my computer as I was like scrolling yeah. through stuff. And you were like, one of them is losing his hair. Look, <laughs> look, you understand how makeup works. This is what I understand. Uh, and if I was that guy, I'd be like, God, this is, is he's exactly like me, except he still has like his hair. Oh, I'd be pissed. I'd be yeah. pissed. I'd be so pissed. So, so there's a couple things at play with modern real doppelgangers. One, as we were kind of discussing earlier, you know, can be attributed to kind of like the infinite monkey like theory. How many combinations of DNA can there be? Right. Or how many how many phenotype combinations can there be? Like in essence, like most of us um are, you know, bipedal between five and six and a half feet tall. Right. With two eyes, a nose, and a mouth, and two ears and hair on our head. We bottleneck this thing pretty good already. Yeah, there's only so <laughs> I mean, and like, you know, we have a lot of like biodiversity in like the phenotype phenotype, which if you don't like that's a scientific term for like how something looks. A genotype is how your genes express. Phenotype is how you look outwardly. If you think about huh. dogs, right? Like Big dogs spot. look like dog breeds, like have diversity within like, say like German shepherds. If you have your own German shepherd, you might be able to distinguish him between other German shepherds. Right. But mostly like they look, they have the same features. Right. right. Humans have like a little bit more diversity. We're also like super prevalent. There's what, 8 billion of us. But again, there's 8 billion of us. There's only so many ways a face can be. Yeah. The second part of this, actually, you started, this is what I was telling you earlier. Like, oh, you're kind of, but you're almost. Yeah. Um, you're talking about face blindness. Yes. So face blindness could be its own topic. And I won't get super into it because I haven't like researched it enough to it's feel confident. Wild. But like the reason that people can be, the reason that people can be face blind like as a um, as a psycho psychiatric illness is because the way that we perceive faces is not like we have a photographic memory of every face we've seen. Yeah, it's that we have like sort of an idea of kind of how those shapes combine to be like, oh, that's Ellie face. So I don't really like take in <laughs> oh. Ellie's face every single time I see it. I have a shorthand in my brain for what Ellie face is, and then if you if those neuron like those neuro paths get um, disconnected, then you can take in all that information about a face, but not connect it to the shorthand of that's Ellie face or that's Connor face. There's literally a GIF that you can look at online that um, kind of like demonstrates this where it very quickly in rapid succession, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, get your face like really close to this image. You look dead in the center in the blank space between two faces mm -hmm. and then you start the GIF or the video and it will rapidly switch between like a bunch of different people on either side, but you're just looking in the middle. And what ends up happening is your peripheral vision and your brain are very quickly trying to put together what it thinks those faces probably look like. And uh -huh. what happens is you get this horrifying, like Picasso-esque cubist, like, like result where 
it's trying to put eyes where it thinks eyes are and teeth and, uh, and a mouth where teeth are. And they're all in different sizes and roughly the right place. But like the sizing is all wrong. And it just looks like strange deformities until you look at the faces and mm. they're just, it's just normal faces. So you just, mm. it's so it just kind of like it fucks with that part of your brain that tries to do the shorthand. Yes. Right. Ooh. Sorry. Right. No, I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, if you start to think about the way that your brain processes, well, any information, if we're going to phone in on faces, it's bonkers, right? Literally, we said earlier, you see everything upside down, your brain just corrects it for you. I was trying really hard to forget that. (laughs) But, like, say, like, yeah, like, we've all had the experience of, like, walking through, say, like, a busy street or the mall or something, and you see, and you see somebody that you know, and you're like, wait, Miles? And then it's like, Chelsea? And like what has actually happened, you don't think about it this way, but what has happened is uh, you have been walking through a sea of faces that you have not actually been seeing. And your until, brain goes, whoa. Yeah, until your brain is like, oh, that's the pattern of Miles' face. You should, you should notice that. Um. And then you stop seeing a general sea of features that you don't actually process and you start to see Miles' face. Well, that's the same reason why your brain will look for faces in things. Like mm. in grains of wood or in patterns of like, even just like, you know, nails and a thing on the wall is like, we are like, because we're always scanning for faces, we find faces and things that don't actually have them. Weird. That's spooky. I hate it. <laughs> Little eyes in a mouth. You see it everywhere. You're talking about like, you're talking about like marrying a piece of bread. <laughs> exactly. You heard, it, you heard it here first, folks. Ellie Atheist 2022. <laughs> there is no Mary in a piece of bread. The it's Atheist arc. The Atheist arc and the Ellie Main story came out of left field, but it I is know. fascinating. Her Atheist era, it's all fake. <laughs> I a little watercolor of Jesus yeah. on my sideboard. I'm like, see, if you look at it long enough, uh-huh. it looks like the face of our Lord. <laughs> Sorry, carry so, on. So, similar to kind of like, you know, to kind of round things out, you know, speaking of perception, uh, one place that we know obviously that perception is uh is not as like infallible as i think we'd like to believe that it is sure uh there was a man who spent 17 years in prison because of his doppelganger oh, no. so which like if you wanted a new thing to be fucking terrifying <laughs> i guess this is it like i love to like lie in bed and and you know get ready for my nightmares but be like, <laughs> be like what if i was framed for like murder now it's like, what if they have a doppelganger and she commits murder? And then somebody's like, yeah, I saw her. It was her. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was my doppelganger. Mm-hmm. Um, so this man's name is Richard Jones. He is a real person. He was convicted of robbery in 2000. Uh, he steadfastly uh, maintained his innocence. But part of like the really, there was... Um, there was no physical evidence, right? There was no CSI evidence. There were no fingerprints. There was no right. hair left at the scene. They didn't find any evidence like in his home when they did a search. But they had not one, but multiple eyewitnesses who all said, yeah, I saw him and it was him. Yeah. Uh, and then, thank God, the Innocence Project came along and uh, took on his case, I think because of the lack of physical evidence. Yeah. And also something that I remember hearing the Innocence Project say Way back when they were interviewed for a little podcast called Serial. Ever heard of it? No, nope, uh, not here. Where they were like, something that's kind of compelling is, that people don't think about, is that um, innocent people make the least helpful, like, witnesses. Or, like, the least <laughs> helpful partners. Because you don't, like, if you really weren't there, you don't know. 
Like, yeah. you don't know who was there. You don't know how things went. They were like, the biggest red flag is when we, like, interview a quote-unquote innocent person. And they're like, yeah, you know, I don't know how those tire tracks got there. Maybe somebody had, like, an extra wheel that they put on that was that the been wrong crazy. kind of wheels. But that'd be crazy, right? I don't know. You should go ask my old, like, cousin Trevor about it. And it's like, oh, that's really sus. But, like, a truly innocent person who was not there, who was not involved, would be like, I don't know. Like, I don't know how this could have gotten there. Right. You know? Like, why would they have an explanation why, for Why would anything? they have information about a thing that they have, like, no idea? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Obviously, they don't want to lie because, in their mind, a lie has gotten them where they're at. Yeah. So, uh, this guy was just like, yeah, I don't know why all these people say I did this. I absolutely didn't do it. Um, so, they went and investigated so they found out that a man named Ricky Amos and not Richard Jones. So also awkward. Ricky same, and Richard? Yeah, same first name. Damn. And I'm going to show you guys their pictures side by side. And you'll understand why all these eyewitnesses, without meaning to at all, like, said with yeah. absolute conviction, this man did it. Uh, and he spent 17 years in prison, but he has been exonerated, oh which is great. That's pretty God. similar. That's yeah. pretty similar. It's spooky. I will say, not as close as uh, Miles and that. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, Connor, yeah. but I felt the but same. <laughs> well, doesn't that mean that you're even more in danger of I, like being in prison I, for a crime that this musician? I does? think what it means is that he could claim some royalties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, actually, I wrote that. I walked in and I did that performance. If I ever go to Mexico, I'm be like, guys, I'm so and so. Y'all should just give me a meal. Yeah, I did get out of shape. No, I won't sing for you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have like a little, like you know, have it queued up on your iPhone. You can do like a little like uh, lip sync performance. <laughs> no, I don't speak Spanish anymore. <laughs> don't they start el baño? Don't ask uh, me that. So, in conclusion. In case you were curious at home, doppelgangers, real. real and thing. you probably have one out there somewhere. Ugh. Oh, wait, what are we saying? You have a photo on your Facebook. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I, my doppelganger. I've yeah. never seen you oh, explode with such so emotion. Much. No, this looks so much like him. And granted, like, like him, like, I think you put this up when you were like in your early 20s. This looks so much like that it could be a photo of Connor in his teens that I, his girlfriend, who like spent every day with him and still does <laughs> was like, babe, it's such a cute photo of you. And you were, he was like, oh, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> what? That's so funny. Cause I had no idea what you're talking about. I was like, oh yeah, my doppelganger. Oh yeah, your profile <laughs> picture, you weirdo. Uh, Wait, is your profile picture not you? Look, no, this is on Facebook, which just, I don't. What are you doing? Where nothing means anything. No, I'm trying to find the full. <laughs> oh. oh my God. Yeah. Like Whoa. Totally yeah. We're just looking at a Connor who longboards. That's what we're looking at <laughs> yeah. in that picture. That's wild. That's it's, freaking my bean. It's metaverse, Connor. No. That's a Connor that doesn't get scared when he smokes weed. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It like uh, sliding doors. You know? That Connor has nightmares. <laughs> this guy's in the park with no shoes on. He's got like a <laughs> ring on like a non-normal finger. I love how you were immediately like. Yeah, that can't possibly be me. He's wearing a ring. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, yeah, obviously. 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 100%. Chelsea, that was awesome. Okay. <clears throat> so, as Connor rightly guessed, I'm talking about Lord Timothy Dexter. And I'm actually very excited that <laughs> that Connor did get it. I'm very excited, but like, you know the, what I'm going to talk about. Um, he's, he's a good guy 
There were many. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if he was a good guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I don't think so. There were many memorable moments in the life of the self-declared Lord, Timothy Dexter. Oh, okay. Uh, for example, in July on July 4th, 1793, so pretty close to what you guessed. Uh, so close. Timothy Dexter gave a speech in Boston to celebrate the new nation. Uh, but he decided that despite not knowing the language, he was going to do that speech in French. Ooh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Power move. Because he thought that by doing that, he might learn it. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, learning by doing. Classic. Wait, in 1793? 1793. Isn't that the French Revolution? Yeah, but he's in Boston, so we're in That's the... That's what confused yeah, me. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, was he thinking like, in honor of our comrades... We were fighting the good fight. I think he was just more like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do this in French. I'm just gonna wing it. <laughs> what I'm gonna do about this speech, which has nothing to do with France, is I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it in French. Look, Boston you know makes fun? him feel good. Was, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that very. Hey, uh, that's another ten points. <laughs> Connor. <laughs> Shit. Well, so, you know Connor's <laughs> ethnically Bostonian. That's true. Which is my favorite way of saying that Connor's family is from Boston. Twenty points yeah. then. Oh my god, we're so fucked. He could uh, like he didn't not know a single word of French, but he wasn't good at it. It's like um, if I were to try and sing in Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> right. So during the speech, he wished his audience good breeding, good piety, and wine. I feel like that's not the most crazy thing to do back in the 1700s. Right. It's like, how many people are going to show up here and how many I'm people gonna, in Boston are going to know French? I'm going to do this I'm just going to sound real cool. Because, like, yeah, well, I'm sorry. We barely begun. Yeah. What is his deal? I was going to say, it doesn't sound insane to me because I've worked with influencers for like the past <laughs> And I know what it looks like when oh somebody's like, I have no reason to Dude. think I could do this. But what if we just Dude. did it? Okay. I would. I want to go back in time. I want to retroactively rename my topic the original influencer. Oh god! This is exactly who this fucker is. Like this guy is the first influencer, and I'm calling it. So 1801. This political primate was like a list that went out. It was like the Forbes, whatever it is at the time. Said that Thomas Jefferson was the first man, like you know, like Times Man of the Year. War hero Ethan Allen was the strongest man. And this this guy, Timothy Dexter, made the list as the strangest man. <laughs> <laughs> that was his senior superlative. So <laughs> Timothy Dexter was a pretty like pretty much illiterate millionaire. But he wasn't like he wasn't born into a wealthy family. Okay. He was born in he was born in 1748 and he took an apprenticeship in Boston as a teenager. And then trained for five years, opened his own leatherworking business. Um, and then the Revolutionary War shut down like the whole of Boston. Okay. And the British closed all the, that tea in there. Yeah, the British closed the ports. Uh, but he just kept working and decided to really commit himself that he was gonna find some status and some wealth. Like he was that was what he was gonna be about. Great 18th century crypto, bro. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I so he was like, you know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm going to like get a elected to public office. Um, and even though he'd left school before his ninth birthday, he, Hell yeah. he petitioned the town of Malden to appoint him to office. He was basically like, Hey, get like, make me something. Give, give me a job. What do you got? Give me a job. Give me a job. What's um, the matter with you? I just want to uh, open it. He, he, he gave them a kind of one man letter writing campaign 
until they just relented and they gave him the title Informer of Deer. So what? <laughs> what? What does that mean? So his job was to track the deer population in the town and just like let them know what was going on. Guys, there's seven. <laughs> yeah. Seven today. And like whereabouts the deer were at that time. Oh, that is like uh, the job you give a child because like you don't <laughs> oh want them to get in the way. God, well, you're right. Especially to the point that the town records at the time revealed that the last deer had been seen 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That is an amazing reveal. <laughs> so um, they were like, no, you have to go out go out and find the deer. And he was like, oh, I'm on it, boss. And oh, my God. Not, not a deer to be found. So then he was like, this is kind of bullshit for actually. And I'm going to instead become a banker. Tech bro, switch up. <laughs> I'm just into fintech. Yeah. Like, well, this was fun. So he decided <laughs> he was going to take his life savings and invest everything in stuff. This is... I didn't even see this parallel to a crypto bro and it's happening before my eyes. He invested everything in something called continental dollars, which was a what? devalued currency printed by the Continental Congress, which was like a what? government that kind of barely exists. Yeah, what's it like the like the intermediary government between yeah. colony and yes. America? Whoa. And they had yes. <laughs> they had this thing that he was like to his wife, hey. I'm going to do everything I can to get as many of these as possible. And she was like, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Why did I marry you? Nope. Everything I got. This and is giving me horrible flashbacks to like an ex that I dated that obviously that, um, <laughs> <laughs> that tried to get into drop shipping. Like the um, where there's like, like Dropshipping is just where, like, you passive find income, bro. Passive income, bro. Passive income, bro. We the alpha. It's uh, where. <laughs> so that you ask, Miles, as a brief aside, while Ellie like takes a breather, it's where you, um, if you're this person, you bother a like Chinese business owner yeah. who sells watches in China yeah. that are replica watches of famous watches in like Europe and America, and you just bother him through an email writing campaign to be like. Can I like make an American website where I sell these? But really, what happens is if somebody buys this off my Shopify site, I just go to your website and I put in an order and you send it to my house and then I send it to their house. So it's worse. <laughs> so it's like buying it from the Chinese website, but it's worse. But, wait, but it's what? better because you get to buy it from like a fancy looking American website. So dropshipping cool. is you are a digital middleman. Oh my god! It is business reduced literally to you provide no service other than that you are the one you are the person that gets paid the money. So Jesus. you'll go to like AliExpress yeah. and you'll find like a handful of items and then you'll make a very pretty like sort of chic looking all in English um, website where you're like this is like Lulu like Lulu bikinis and it's just like eighteen bikinis. And they're all $80, but really they're $14.99 on AliExpress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like people do it on like eBay too. That's terrible. Yeah. Jesus. That's dropshipping. It's passive income. It's the way to be an alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it did not work. Oh. Uh, shocking. And uh, it sounds very similar to what you're describing now, where it's just like, okay, once I get once I get this old currency, man, babe, you and me yeah, are going to be fucking living it up. Yeah. Dogecoin. I'm going to take you on a vacation. We're going to get all this all this fucking Continental Congress money, Continental dollars. And uh-huh. in order to, like, in that pursuit, he completely bankrupted himself and his wife. Yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. But, yeah. but this bugger 
When the U.S. Constitution was signed, it contained a provision allowing Americans to trade in their continental dollars for treasury bonds. And overnight, the worthless currency made him massively wealthy. God, God damn always, it. Isn't like, always how it works? Made him a millionaire. Like, <laughs> he was Look, right. It's better to be lucky than smart. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's eternal truth. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this, like, kind of real strange dimwit guy was suddenly thrown into as you know as what happens when humans suddenly have money was thrown into like the kind of like merchant and what they would call speculator which was basically a trader at the time uh he was thrown into like the high life like the fancy living trying to like get in all amongst these uh colonizers and people with money (laughs) um one newspaper declared like Basically, he couldn't seem to win over these New England elites that he was suddenly like rubbing shoulders with. And because they saw him as like an uncouth, uncultured idiot. This guy's starting to sound like Trump. (laughs) Yeah, this is rough. This newspaper declared that Dexter's ignorance was almost without a parallel in the United States of America. (laughs) This is sounding like Trump. (laughs) And so all these these people, these New England elites, decided that they would destroy him by giving him terrible business advice. Oh they, my God. They knew that he would believe. Um, so one of them told Dexter to, ch- to ship bed warmers to the Caribbean. Like, literally, like, who oh, you fucking idiot? Like, <laughs> yeah. send them bed warmers. They need that. To the hottest colony. <laughs> and so he did that. He, sh- he, sh- he shipped 42,000 pans to the tropical West Indies. And when he found that no one actually needed those, he made he kind of made the best of a situation and marketed them as molasses ladles instead. And they sold for more than he was going to get from them in the first place. Oh my God. Wait, what is a bed warmer? A, oh, and also, what is a molasses ladle? <laughs> <laughs> Connor's like, as somebody who gets that- extremely cold every night, tell me more of this bed warmer. Because so- well, I was imagining, like, I have a heating pad. Right. <laughs> but I was, so that's what I was imagining as a bed warmer, but obviously they didn't have electricity, so that didn't make sense. So I'm guessing it's mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever the old version of a hot water bottle is. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a it's a thing that you it's like put metal. under the sheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. It looks like it kind of looks like a. It's um, like a tube filled with water. No, maybe? it's like a it's like a flat disc with like a long handle, and you would they would heat it up over the fire until it's uh-huh. like hot, and, and then they would bed? put it under like the blanket, so like it wouldn't oh, burn wow. your skin, but it yeah. would like warm the bed. Heat the bed. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> and I guess you yeah, that's <laughs> not crazy coming from you, a man who sleeps on a hot pad every night like a snake. <laughs> so so all that is to say he made more money by shipping these bedpans to yeah <laughs> shipping he shipped these hot water bottles to the caribbean and then figured out a way that they could actually make even yeah, more money even molasses booms. and then, ah, i'm so sorry and then another guy was like hey you should ship coal to newcastle which at the time was the highest producer of coal in the world right Dude, they really got his ass. this is the one i knew about yeah and because like that's a this is like a turn of phrase, it's, right? Right, like, exactly. Trying, like selling coal to Newcastle. Same thing of like bed warmers to the Caribbean, coal to Newcastle. <laughs> uh, and it's like, it's England's largest coal mining town town in that day. And he was like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. <laughs> so he ships all this coal to Newcastle. And then at the time that it arrived, which was like much, much later, there was a coal strike. <laughs> <gasps> so, oh You've got to be kidding. So... The England, whoever needed it, bought that call of him at like double of what it should have been worth in the first place. 
Oh, how so, mad were those other guys? Basically, every time I could have also called this like white man fails backwards, but like every time he made a terrible, like not even just bad, but like exactly a turn of phrase, stupid financial decision, it paid off. Yeah, like hear me out. Isn't there a scenario where this guy is like Ted Lasso? Like Ted Lasso went to teach soccer or coach soccer. He didn't know soccer. This guy wanted yeah. to speak. Well, French. I went to teach football. Okay. That is that is. I don't, need this, that is I don't need this from you right now. You don't watch soccer. That is the pun that the entire show is premised upon. <laughs> this well, is heating pad. Okay. Look, this sounds have, like a classic Leslie Nielsen comedy. That's what this whole and thing like, sounds and like. And I, I'm, yeah. I'm not even done. So uh, he ship. He was told to ship winter gloves to the South Pacific. He did that, and Portuguese sailors snatched them up on their way up to call them. Sold all of those, and then when his hometown Newburyport became overrun with stray cats, he shipped them to the Caribbean, where plantation owners bought them to keep their warehouses clean of rats. Oh, so yeah. like anything he did, this guy he was like, just worked. A real idiot. It just worked. Oops, all money. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, oops, all money. He decides he's going to build himself a princely chateau with tasteful and commodious outhouses. And in the front yard, he had 40 enormous statues that each cost a stunning $2,000 at the time. 40? So, they all added up to more than double the cost of the chateau <laughs> and these statues were like of, of like Washington, Jefferson, Adams, and then himself. <laughs> oh Hell fuck yeah. yes! Are you and fucking kidding his me? His own one had what a Rachel Hollis movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rachel Hollis wishes she was this guy. Okay, I feel like prosperity principle stuff is like evil and bullshit normally, yeah. but like clearly this was a man beloved of God. <laughs> yeah. Like God was like. There's a lot of little dudes down I there, but this, this is my guy. favorite of them. <laughs> I love this idiot. <laughs> I can't get man. enough of this little yeah. guy. I can't get enough of this guy. <laughs> so, so he had this he had this statue of himself that he had inscribed. I am the first in the east, the first in the west, and the greatest philosopher in the western world. What the fuck? <laughs> and so then, then Dexter decided to write a book. As oh, any good. influencer of the time, a hundred percent should do in English or in French. Oh, I'm sorry. In Eng- <laughs> well, yeah. well, we'll get to that. Oh, oh God. No. Um, sorry. I, I, sorry. Before he decided to write a book, um, his relationship with his wife really suffered because he would frequently he would frequently tell visitors that his wife had died and the woman was a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Damn. New party game just dropped. Can we tell everything? Could you imagine? So she would just be there and you'd be like, oh, that that's a ghost. That's not a real one. I'm imagining just dead. I'm just imagining like after a dinner party, all your guests have left, you shut the door. It's now just you and your wife. What the fuck, Timothy? I don't like it when you tell your friends that I'm a ghost. I died. And this is a corporeal vision of me serving the fucking dinner. Tis but a prank, my love. So, so yeah, pisses off his wife and then decides at the age of 50, he's going to write a book. He's going to write his first book. Okay. He's going to change the world. (laughs) Girl, buy these cats. (laughs) Girl. Get these cats. 
ones. And the, and the book is called A Pickle for the Knowing Ones. Fuck off. That's the best <laughs> title. Kidding, right? yeah. In which he complained about politicians, <laughs> the clergy, and his wife. This <laughs> <laughs> fucking my bitch ghost wife. This, <laughs> this book contains 8,847 words and 33,864 letters, but without any punctuation. No. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. So it's just like, thank you so much for buying my book. My name is yes. and this is what we're going. <laughs> and with completely unorthodox spelling and capitalization. Yeah. For example, I mean- Unorthodox, is that a way of saying wrong? I'm going to read this first sentence, what it would uh, be like if I read it. Who is God chosen? <laughs> if I read this phonetically, <clears throat> one section would begin, Ime, the first lord in the United States of a mercery, now of Newburyport it is the voice of the Piopel, and I can't help it, and so let it go. <laughs> oh my God. It sounds like you're talking in cursive. So this is him. Uh, the first <laughs> I mean, this is crazy, guys, but the first edition was self-published. <laughs> oh, that is oh, crazy. God. I would have never guessed. I did just glance down at your iPad, and the, the capitalization on that is... It's mental. It, you know the SpongeBob meme? <laughs> yeah, it's... You know the SpongeBob meme? <laughs> that, that's what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Can I please see? Can I that's see? Like... <laughs> the look on Chelsea's face is like so a, upset. Lick a cat over a hot pudding and go away and hang their heads down like a dog been after sheep guilty. Exactly. You get it. Exactly. What the fuck? So he self-published that first one, that first edition in 1802. And he, you know what? He's like, you know what? You can, you guys can have this for free. Everyone needs to... to to read my vision. He just gave it away? But yes, but because it was so fucking hilarious, it became really popular and was reprinted eight times. It was like the room. And then in the second edition, he responded to complaints about the, la- the book's lack of punctuation. And what he did was he put an extra page at the end that just had 11 lines of punctuation with instruction that printers and readers could insert them wherever they wanted. I hate this guy. <laughs> I, I love this what guy. I re- okay, what I remember They made pepper s- and salt it as they please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was it. That was it's, what, it's what he wrote. They made pepper and salt it as they please. That is as they place. So it's just a clear, one clear page with comma, 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 comma. Yeah. In in lines. Just incredibly swagged out. Um, like, that is so dope. <laughs> that so is good. such a clapback. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, but even having said all of that, this is my favorite thing about Timothy Dexter. Uh-oh. That he was so obsessed with his own legacy. He hosts. He pretended that he died and hosted a fake funeral to see how many people would come. Oh, hell yeah. That's a I'd be lying. sitcom what? Listen, I'd be lying if I said I had fun doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it because I knew it would be incredibly emotionally manipulative, but it's a good idea. <laughs> um, then when his time actually came, the tomb he made for himself was so large and elaborate that the, the town declared it unsafe for burial. And so he was instead of turned in a simple grave in his own home. Wait, um, wait, was it built? Had they yeah, built no, it? he built a like, giant. No. Yeah, he built a giant tomb for himself. No, like this is unsafe. Oh my god! This is not happening. I'll get dunked on Tim. Um, Damn, dude. I'll finish by saying that 
Timothy, De- Timothy Dexter's biographer, Samuel L. Knapp, summed him up this way. There are but few men who are sufficiently attentive to their own thoughts and able to analyze every motive or action. Among these, Timothy Dexter was not one. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty strong. Damn. <laughs> so that's the story of Timothy Dexter. Oh, Holy shit. Really tickled me. That's uh, so oh, that crazy. woman? She's like, I don't know why, but that's it. Oh, that woman? That's a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, sorry, that's just my mom. She's a ghost. Connor, do you want to present your points first? Or would you like me to present points first? Or I guess we should do it per host, right? What? So maybe we start, oh, yeah. we start like, with Chelsea's. You should, do, you should do, you yeah. should do Ellie's points and you should do Chelsea's points. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Because Ellie's in the lead. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, right. Ellie. Eight, eight points, right? Yeah. Ellie. Yes. Um, That's her. So I am going to start off, and I am sorry with this, minus five points for making me realize that there has always been a crypto scam and there will always be a crypto scam. <laughs> and no yeah. matter what, there will always be people telling me to invest in in the crypto or tired ape bullshit scam. That's that just difficult to swallow. So minus five. Minus five. Um, but also plus five okay. for telling a story that is going to make me believe that uh, sometimes things will work out. This, Timothy made me believe in myself because if that guy can figure it out, <laughs> maybe I can too. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Minus five. Jesus. For yeah. not calling this pickle for the knowing ones. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Shit. But, but. And yet. I will give you plus 10 if, if you let me tell my friends that you're actually a ghost and that you died <laughs> and you're not really here. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then uh, if I did my math right, that you get five points today from me. Okay. It's time for Eleanor. Uh, well, so the Lord Timothy Dexter, yeah, uh, clearly beloved of God. Uh, who am I to argue? One million points. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, are you who am I to argue? <laughs> yeah. Connor, thank you. You know we live together. Wow, right? thank you. Yeah. I feel like this is gonna go in so many places. I'm <laughs> scared. Okay. Or is that so it? Now- it's just one million. Just one million. Oh, okay. That's a clean well, million. As, well, as he clearly explained, who is he to argue? Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. So. All right, so is it my turn to give Chelsea her points? Yeah. Um, okay, again, I do need to start off on a pretty, on a downer note. Dude. I'm going to give you minus five points for reminding me of the existence of Mexican Miles. That's just like, has I feel now I have seen the the sexy popular apparition of myself and I will die soon. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm going to give you eight points. Okay. Because that number is symmetrical and it kind of, you know, it kind of is like a number looking at its own doppelganger. That's if that true. makes any sense. It looks like an infinity sign turned yes. on the side. Uh taking three of those points I'm away though. Hang on. I'm so behind. I'm doing I'm gonna do the math for you, but oh, you, you asked me to. So much. Um I'm gonna be taking away three points uh, uh for showing me longboard Connor. Sure. Uh, that's just really that's personally upsetting to me there's only one connor in my heart and it's the man sitting right across from me the pretty well, prince himself yeah it's the prettiest prince <laughs> yeah uh but i'm gonna give you four points back because that story was a little spooky and i love a spooky story right, he said 40 right he said 40 yeah. that was for just the four he said 40 that was just for four court 40 <laughs> for all your uh, so that uh does come out to a total of four points for you chelsea 
Yeah, dude. Um, wait, well, he's making last minute adjustments. What's happening here? You've I'm completely you've defeated the purpose of this entire exercise. <laughs> Ahead of time. Uh, I forgot. <laughs> this is oh. Tom Foolery. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> 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 You've found. <laughs> Go ahead. It can't stay in the picture. Uh, well, I was gonna say two um, million points <laughs> because you're, you know, my beautiful, unique girlfriend, and who unique. I love amongst, uh, uniquely amongst all others in the world. Okay. You get a million and eight points. <laughs> Aww. But because oh your story proved that that's not a real thing, and there was just like <laughs> double to everyone wandering around, I do have to take a point off. What? Yeah, so you only get a million and seven points. One million and seven points. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor. What? I have to give you your points. <laughs> <laughs> I did say at the beginning of this podcast, 300 points for Connor. I don't remember why. I'm going to be honest. I don't remember why, but those words did escape my mouth. Well, he came up with Timothy Dexter right out of the gate. Yeah, that, that was might have. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I have written down plus 20 points for Connor. Don't. I wrote Lake Mungo. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't you know why you're getting those 20 points. Maybe. But then I did give you negative 20 points yeah. due to your ignorance of bed warmers. <laughs> of what? Your ignorance of bed warmers. Yeah, a thing you would love. Like, yeah. Connor, he would have loved bed warmers. <laughs> yeah, so you do get a total of 300 points. Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I did give myself a point. <laughs> uh, and I just wrote uh, colon hyphen uh, close parentheses. That's very Grimes of you. Oh, it's a little winky face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were just going to salt and papa those like, in somewhere. No, you get a point. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. So let me just. Add Maybe this. you should great restraint and not just stealing it for yourself. Yeah. In third place, with 402 points, was Connor Shea. Woo! Damn, dude, you get it. Um, <laughs> in first place. With 1,000,056 points in first place. Okay. Nobody cares about second is place. Me. Is you? Oh. I didn't do that because... You have 1,054. 1, 1, oh, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so close. I don't want to hear it. Oh, okay. Well, because Connor gave me one point less than Eleanor. <laughs> that would have still... You would have still lost by one point. Wait, how many points did you lose by? Two. Two? Uh-huh. So last time I teach any of y'all about doppelgangers. <laughs> I'm going to say math. Last time I teach you guys about this, so I get to design you a tattoo. Do you have anything in mind? You should design a couch because that's where Connor will be sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening to our season finale, season two. We're going to be back with season, well, I guess the start of season three this week. It's going to be crazy. I think we're going to, we said we were going to record on Mondays, yeah? Yeah, we're thinking Mondays because we can get, you know, we can serve for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> By the boys, I mean all of our pets. Yeah, exactly. All so, our boy animals. So we're going to be doing do. our recordings on Monday evenings at 
Central Time. If that's interesting for you, you can join our Patreon to get onto that, to listen to that on Mondays. It's a ton of fun, so you should totally join us. And then our episodes are going to start coming out on Wednesdays as per usual. And don't fight, guys, please. Not while I'm giving my outro. <laughs> Literally, once we're done. Once I'm done, you can fight so much. Um, where was I? See now? See what's happened now? Yeah. I was on a roll. Oh, I think too. you were talking oh, about gonna. We have a social media person who's going to start doing helping us with social media. So Chelsea and I can be better about all things that are not just sitting here and yeah, recording. Yeah, we're trying to actually like, be good at podcasting <laughs> this year instead of being like okay at it. Yeah. But you know. But we appreciate you guys uh, sticking around for the journey. We do our best. It's very fun to interact <laughs> with people. It makes my day when people send me tweets for the show because it helps, like, you know, my brain be like, oh, yeah, like, uh, other people are real and they interact with me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's nice. I mean, Connor's not real. He's a ghost. He died years ago. But <laughs> other people are real. So it's great. You froze it at that on that couch. Oh, him. <laughs> well, he didn't have a bed warmer. <laughs> Uh, but yes, do tune in to us next week and look out for stuff on social media. But Mondays are our recording date and we're coming out on Wednesdays as usual. Stick around for season three. Thanks so much and see you next week. Bye. Oh, wait, what was my thing? Oh, yeah, maybe go learn something. And for the last time, because I feel like I'm going to retire with season two, <gasps> new one for season three. Ooh. Oh, is that y'all going to do a new slogan? Yeah. yeah. Keep it loose. Keep it tight. And for one last time, say your prayers at night. No nightmares. Yeah, no nightmares. Oh, no,